Welcome to the SMB Advertising Podcast, where our aim is to help 1 million small and medium-sized businesses to succeed with their advertising. My name is Mike Damanovich. I'm an Adline specialist, and I'm the host of this very special podcast, which is aiming to deliver value to our listeners. My aim is to inspire, to educate, and just to really help all of you that are listening to this podcast to succeed with your advertising. So uh, today we have a very special guest that I'm uh, excited to present. He is an ex-Google director. Uh, he is, I'm just going to have to read this uh, impressive resume here for you. He is uh, an ex-Google director, a growth leader, a CEO, an author, uh, a digital evangelist, but he's also a board member and an investor here at Adline. So welcome, Lars Bradsberg. Good to have you here. Yeah, it's a pleasure. How are you doing? Yeah, uh, how are you doing today? It's a good day. I've been up early, so uh, I'm ready to go. Perfect. Uh, so we're going to speak about uh, technology today uh, that simplifies an already complex and confusing uh, business every day. Uh, this is something that I know uh, you know a lot about also from your time at Google. But um, we also want to look at uh, specific tech technology that will simplify uh, an already very complex world for small and medium-sized companies. Um, so should we just jump straight into this? Yes, please. Uh, shoot your first question. Okay. So, um, Lars, where, where do you see technology going? And what would you say are the biggest benefits and the biggest challenges as of today? All right. That's uh, that's uh, <laughs> almost like in a kinder egg. That's uh, almost three questions in, in one go. So I'll, yes, I think I'll, I'll need to like <laughs> split them up. I think um, on the point of, you know, where do you see technology going? Uh, everybody knows this, but I think you sometimes need to remind people how fast technology is going these days. It sort of hit the exponential curve, um, uh, you know, maybe seven, eight years ago. And it's just at a rapid, rapid, rapid pace. This also means that technology is now sort of, you know, also linked, like it starts to speak to each other, it can communicate um, and, and hence the, the expression Internet of Things. So now I'm just trying to you know, like get the, the high level of, of this, right? So we have the Internet of Things. Devices start to speak to each other. Your watch speaks to your phone, right? Um, and the IoT now has become so common that uh, different sectors are starting to, to, to merge. Uh, out of out of all these things talking to each other or technology talking to each other and of course you probably heard of you know software as a platform uh, so, sorry software as a service uh, platform as a service i think you know adline can be put in the bucket of uh, software slash platform as a service as you guys are you know a sector of of internet of things starting to to speak to each other and um when things start communicating with each other in a specific sector you get, you know, visions like uh, mobility as a service, right? So you have all these players of uh, that have an app within the sector of mobility. You have e-scooters, uh, you have cars, you have parking, you have bus tickets. And the vision of this sector is that all of these works together and, and creates this seamless experience for the user. And I think that is where we as consumers will, will feel this the most like all these things comes together in an even better version of what we have today, which, you know, it's, it's, it's pretty, pretty awesome in itself. And, and, uh, and I think we will see some of these visions, you know, comes, uh, will come alive 
in in the next few years when all these you know if there's a void or the, or the or you know park it or whoever it might be that is in within mobility as an example when they start to speak each other so you can have a seamless experience that i think is where the technology is going so sort of you know short term um but i'm i'm an i'm a technology optimist so i think we're, we're just headed into even better days so uh, so just to sort of summarize that communicating across industries as well Yes, I think so. I think, uh, you know, of course, people are trying to build their business as a business. Uh, but I think the even the next step of value is to actually start communicating with other people in your same sector. So the user, we always at Google said, you know, always put the user first. And I think we need to remind ourselves that the user are now a super professional user uh, with a high bar of of uh, of excellence in terms of how they navigate things and i think that's why we also need to sort of look at you know the next step of whatever you're doing in in your sector and, and cooperate so we can make that experience even better mm, yeah putting the user first that's uh, that's uh, I, I remember you've talked about that also from your time at google uh, that's yeah, yeah. Uh, pretty much one of the main things that they have done is to put the user first and and then the successes come after that right yeah Awesome. Um, and which sort of, you know, it's a good segue into your, your second part of that question, which was, uh, what's the biggest benefits, right? Mm. And I think the biggest benefits comes to the, the user or, or the consumer. Um, because if or when technology solves a big pain for the user or, or consumer, uh, it will get traction, right? We just love when technology solves something that's sort of been a pain, right? Uh, if you need to sell your car and there's an app that automatically does all that stuff for you, you will love that app right away. It's, it's off the bat. And, um, and I think uh, when it's solved by tech and the pain is big enough to be, uh, potentially be scaled, it's a win-win. It's a win for the user or consumer and it's, a, it's also a win for the people running, running that business. Uh, just, like, just like Adline, right? Mm. Uh, you take complexity out of something that's pretty complex, but it's also something that businesses know they need to get their hands on and, and you guys solve it. Mm. Yeah. Perfect. Uh, what, and then, um, of course, yeah. <laughs> it's the flip side, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so what, what, is the, what is the biggest challenge then uh, as uh, part of my three, three questions that I started with? The biggest yeah. challenge. Um, I think, you know, you can probably uh, do a full podcast on, on challenges, right? Um, from my point of view, uh, I think the biggest challenge is leg le legislation. <laughs> That's a different uh, and hard English word, uh, legislation. Um, the laws and regulation uh, in this space is lagging behind because technology is going so fast, regulations hasn't caught up. Um, and um, legislation is playing catch up um, and, and we need to trust that, uh, you know, tech is for good and not for evil. Um, and then within this space, of course, GDPR is probably the most used, uh, side of, side of things, uh, data storage, where is it stored? It's in the cloud. Where is the, that cloud geographically based? Mm. You know, is there a server somewhere that it shouldn't be, or is it where we think it is? Um, and, and, and of course comes with data security because, you know, you want to know how your data is, is preserved, uh, used, sold, or, um, or, you know, 
used or you know resold there's like all these layers and i think yeah it's it's uh you know it can be an hour of of all this but i think that's probably the the challenge that everyone's facing from all angles i think us as users we're leaving our data uh you know around on on the internet every day we just wanted to know that it's used for good mm. and i don't mind ads but it's not like used to win an election right yeah um so uh so i think that's uh the biggest like challenge right now the way i see it mm. thank you for that perhaps uh, perhaps on that note lash uh, as you mentioned uh, perhaps we can invite you back at a later date to talk about those uh, challenges as you said it could be done in a con complete uh, episode so if you're <laughs> up for that then we'd love to have you back uh okay but that's that's really good and i think also uh, specifically this that you mentioned with the gdpr i mean that is uh one of probably one of the most used words that i hear when people are talking about collecting data for example uh and i think uh there is there's doesn't seem to be everyone that actually understands what the gdpr is and i think there's a a load of oh, a ton of misconceptions there as well i'm not going to go into that now but but uh, i do think uh perhaps that's a, that's also an opportunity for someone if they're listening to to help small businesses to actually really understand exactly how gdpr uh you know affects them or what they need to be doing in that in that respect but okay great um i my second question is if you were running a, a small or medium-sized business today uh what are the top three technologies or softwares that you would implement today now in 2022 are there three um sorry to well, keep on yeah. asking you three questions <laughs> definitely you know i i can give them to you one two three and then i can go a little deeper so i would uh start off with uh, having an analytics tool or platform of some sort uh, I would definitely uh, have an ads platform and then I would have a CRM solution uh, I think those three things are uh, key to to just running an SME uh, both with you know fewer people but also fast enough and scalable so so those three things I think should be uh, you know in anyone's basket if they're running an uh, SME today um, of course analytics um, you need to be data driven uh you know if you don't if you don't analyze data today you will be dead tomorrow um so i think people just need to realize that data is sort of the new gold um out there um so you know collect your data uh in you know potentially one tool and analyze them and and lead them to take data driven decisions uh businesses these days especially smes uh are you know are not successful by trusting your gut feeling gut feeling was in these you know 60s 70s 80s maybe uh but uh these days you just need to take data driven decisions hence you need to analyze all the data you have to be able to do so yeah. um and you know when within that space of course then people go yes but gdpr right <laughs> back to the yeah. former former discussion and i think you know if you have consent to collect data on your service i think the general idea is you know then you're good yeah. then it's of course a little bit of common sense on how you use it but as long as you collect data and you have acceptance and you analyze it just to become better and the users feel like yes he's analyzing data and i see that this service is getting better you're good mm. there's no 
there's no gray zones in that area uh and and uh, so um so i think you know that's that's definitely number one and it's yeah. crucial yeah and and uh, on that note you know you have um you do have analytic uh, platforms uh adline also has an, an analytics uh, part to the platform but all the sort of major um players that are dealing with analytics that you can find today they are compliant with gdpr because otherwise they wouldn't be able to run their business right um so but uh, one thing i just just uh, ask you uh, uh data driven decisions uh, you did a ted talk a while back and i think you mentioned this about um at google uh, i think it was the ted talk you've done a few talks but uh if somebody has an idea uh and it can't be backed up by data then it's not uh, it's not really an idea anymore it's more an opinion yes. is that correct yeah okay that is correct yeah uh okay so the second thing was uh, ads ads platform yep correct uh, you know um of course and and you know of course uh, it's hard not to mention adline as since that's you know a solution to that thing where you can actually you know do both do google and and uh, and facebook uh, on one platform um which is perfect for smes because it takes some of the complexity out but you know uh if you want to be found you need to be present right mm. Uh, which means if people are searching for you or your category, you need to pop up. Uh, like Woody Allen once said, you know, 80% of life is showing up. And in this modern age, if people are looking for you, show up. Mm. Which means Google is sort of, yes, you need to be there, right? Um, and, and then with, you know, uh, that many billion people that's on Facebook, Uh, you know if you're going fishing let's fish where there's more fish and facebook has a lot of fish yeah. so of course that should be the the second priority because you need to discover how you can reach your audience digitally uh, and you know facebook google in combination for smes are perfect uh usually where most of them them start so definitely you know uh choose an ads platform that can do this um you know automated or um or at scale for you and maybe take some complexity out which is great um and uh and then think about it like in today people get about 10,000 you know maybe some say 7,000 but let's say between 7 to 10,000 messages thrown at them every day right yeah. all of those advertisers want you to remember them tomorrow right people have on average uh the brain capacity to remember three right mm. So, if someone is interacting with anything, an ad, clicks on your website, maybe like even signs up for a newsletter, you should cherish that person with, you know, silk gloves, right? And treat them with a follow-up message of some sort, which could be done by retargeting. It could also be done with one-on-one communication if they actually leave their email address. That means that you need a CRM solution. That's the, my third point. You need something where you can potentially automate some of these things. If people leave an email address on your site for a newsletter, your CRM system automatically next day sends out, thank you, uh, you know, we'll follow up, blah, blah, blah. And then you can have a sequence of messages sent to that person without actually any people doing it. It's just something you wrote once and it's now sort of part of that thing. So you need a solution to, to basically scale outbound activities after people have interacted with your ad or converted to, to something. And with those three things, I think all SMEs are uh, in a pretty good, uh, you know, starting block 
phase of, of their business. And then, of course, all businesses are different and then you have to sort of adjust. But I don't think anyone could uh, be successful without these three, these three things present. Yeah, no, totally agree. So in summary, an analytics tool, an advertising platform, preferably if you can find both in the same platform, that's even better, right? Um, yes. And then finally, a CRM system to, that actually can then start to help you work with the leads uh, or the potential customers that you're going to be working with. Exactly. Perfect. Lash, thank you so much. Um, there were then uh, three essential technologies that ex-Google director Lash Bratzberg recommends for 2022. Um, Lash, do you have time to help us answer one of our questions from our listeners? It has to do with uh, Google. Is that? Do you have time for that? Yep. Perfect. Sure. So the, here's the question from the customer. Is it possible to pinpoint one singular thing that I, as a small company, should be doing in Google or on Google in 2022 in terms of becoming more visible? Um, yes. Um, it's probably not just like one thing, but I'll try to combine or talk about it as one thing um, because one thing leads to another. Um, so Google, uh, one thing is, yes, you should be on Google because if people search for you or your category or your product, you need to show up, right? And how do you actually show up? So uh, Google is based on um, uh, that it needs to be uh, of high quality and it needs to be relevant, right? Mm -hmm. So if you're selling cars, you can show up if people search for cars, right? So it's the old, old, old example when uh, Audi, uh, the car manufacturer, didn't speak about four-wheel drive on their site. They only spoke about Quattro. The thing is, people didn't search for Quattro. They'd search for four-wheel drive cars, but Audi didn't show up because they weren't relevant because they hadn't used the word people were searching for. So. It's important when you build a site that you also start looking on what do actually people search for in this category. And there's a bunch of tools that can help you get there. So you actually map those phrases into your website so you get more relevant to what people are searching for. Mm. People might not call your product or your category what you self-define because you're a professional. But maybe you have like a, like a, like a saying or a term which people sort of go, nah, it's too hard, right? I'm just calling it what it is, uh, four-wheel drive. I'm not calling it quattro, right? Yeah. So I think that's that's one thing to just like go inside yourself and start understanding your, you know, put the user first. What are they actually searching for when looking for me? Hmm. So that's one thing. Second thing is use all the Google assets because Google My Business, if you get your um, your company up on Google My Business and you put in opening hours and email and, you know, how to contact us, all that stuff, that helps with quality rank, right? It takes you two minutes. It's the easiest way. Uh, and you can get reviews and, you know, and that also puts you on Google Maps. So if people are searching for you and have physical location, that sort of ties in three major Google products, which every one of them has like, you know, a one billion user plus, right? Um, so, so those things are uh, key. And then, of course, there's some tools out there. You can have like SEMrush is a tool. Uh, that basically goes in and like chooses keywords within your category when you're setting up your your adwords account uh to basically you know create ads to show up when people are searching for you so i think within those four things uh you should be pretty good to go and you should see that you're actually uh popping up when people are, are searching for you perfect okay so instead of uh spending 
thousands or hundreds of thousands or whatever it is on a SEO analysis, then actually it's these simple steps that you say now that will have such a huge effect to a small or medium-sized business. I think, you know, if, if, if you have a day or two, uh, do it yourself and uh, use those uh, 40K on advertising instead. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. Perfect. Yeah. Lash, thank you so much for joining us today. Um, if you want to know more about Lash uh, or buy his book, which I can personally recommend, I've started to turn my phone off at the dinner table. I actually put it in the, the other room because I'm so, <laughs> so uh, almost addicted, I guess you could say, to turning it back on. Uh, I can thoroughly recommend his book. Uh, if you want to find out more about what uh, Lash is currently working with, uh, then we will, of course, be uh, putting his uh, LinkedIn details so you can also connect with him there. Um, and, of course, that will be linked in the episode uh, that we post. Uh, Lash has also founded uh, something called the, uh, the Growth Tribe Academy, which is aimed at helping your team uh, to get ahead with skills like growth marketing, data analytics, UX design, and, and a ton more. So you can check them out at growthtribe.io. Uh, again, thank you so much for joining us, Lash. Uh, it's uh, we've learned a lot, uh, and I really appreciate uh, it and everything that you've come with today. So uh, thank you very much. Uh, I hope this was useful for everyone that was listening to us today. I'm really looking forward to next uh, episode, episode uh, ten. Episode now is episode nine, and that is done and dusted. Uh, next week, uh, the episode that we will be talking is about three important changes to be made to your website or optimize optimizations for your websites. It is going to be good. Thank you for listening and take care.